I am here with Dr. Kirk Elliott. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. It's great to be with you again, Sean. Yeah, so tell me what's going on because I saw the price of gold was fluctuating recently. We've we've got some uncertainty in the markets because people really don't know if it's going to be Joe Biden or or Trump. And I guess depending on which way that goes, the markets are going to react completely differently. So tell me what's going on in the markets right now. Oh, it's a great question. And so some of the markets will act exactly the same, regardless of who the president is, and, and some will not. So maybe uh, let's just actually go through Biden first. Let's say president-elect Biden, which is kind of crazy to me. It's like, he's not president-elect. The votes haven't been certified. He's still citizen Biden or felon Biden, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever you want to call him, but he's not the, really the president-elect yet, which is, which is crazy. Um, but okay, so if it is Biden, which by the way, I don't think that it will be, um, but, but we want to cover all of our bases because people ask me this question all the time, just like you just did. So he will kill the stock market, just obliterate it. Um, and why? It's because of his own policies that that he thinks are gonna be good for the economy and provide employment, but it's gonna be terrible because when you raise capital gains taxes, when you raise the, the top personal income tax to 40% from where it is now, when you increase payroll taxes, um, you know, whenever you raise a tax, assuming people's salaries stay the same, your, your take home goes down and people have less money to spend. When people don't spend as much money, the price to earnings ratio on the stock market gets affected and they're just a function. Every stock that we see is a company that's a function of revenue. And when people don't spend money, their stock prices are going to go down. I mean, truly, the stock market will be obliterated. So then what? When, when his policies say we are going to tax... Um, that's a way for the government to increase revenue so we can provide all these you know, promises that we want, like universal health care and whatever else. Well, we're at a point, Sean, where people are already tapped out. You're seeing it. You know, internationally, this is the case. Domestically, this is the case. People are tapped out and on average two paychecks away from bankruptcy if they miss their paychecks. Yeah, there's been like a transfer of wealth from the small businesses that have been forced to close down to these online like amazon.coms. Right. No, that's that's totally true. And so, you know, I, I just heard um, the mayor of Los Angeles um, complete shutdown until like December 23rd. It's like, just stay at home. You, you're not allowed to be with anybody um, within six feet of anybody who doesn't live with you. It's like, well, if that's the case, nobody can actually go to work, right? But it doesn't matter because everything's being shut down anyways. And then the dumb next sentence that he says is, but I encourage you all to buy locally and support our businesses. <laughs> How? How do you do that? How do you buy locally when you shut everything down? Nobody's going to do that. They're just going to go to Amazon, which makes me wonder, and my twisted little head is, uh, I wonder if Jeff Bezos is behind the shutdown because he's going to make an awful lot of money. Yeah. Um, well, he, he controls a lot of the, uh, the narrative with the Washington Post. Right. That's, that's 100% true. So 
So he will kill the stock market. We're still talking about Biden here. But then what happens when, when raising taxes doesn't increase government revenue because people are already tapped out? And if you raise taxes, when people are tapped out, it's going to have the opposite effect of they're just going to spend even less. And so tax revenues come down. If people had a ton of disposable income, well, who cares if taxes go up? They're still going to spend, but no, nobody has the disposable income. So here's, here's the next step in, in Biden's horrible economy, and that is the inflate or die scenario. Raising taxes didn't work, so they just go to the Fed. Um, they print money like there's no tomorrow, which then that devalues the currency, creates inflation. And the, the, the net result of that is, uh-oh, the rest of the world doesn't look at the U.S. Um, dollar as a legitimate currency because we're treating it like monopoly money. And so, therefore, we're going to have to raise the interest rates to be basically commensurate with the risk that international, you know, the countries are taking to invest in U.S. treasuries. It's like, it's like junk bonds, right? If, if the company you are investing in looks like garbage, you have to raise the interest rate to basically be the reward for the risk that they're taking. And that's what comes next in, in a Biden economy is yeah. not just destruction of the stock market, but the erosion of all of our wealth because yeah. of the devaluing dollar and, and an increase in the interest rates. Not to mention going back to the status quo that we had before with China, with all of the manufacturing leaving the U.S. and these shitty trade deals. Uh, so that, that's a big part of the equation too. It, it is. And um, so, so all of these things, tax increases, whatever, basically takes an act of, of Congress to pass. And he'll probably get it because it's the House that starts it. And the Senate won't pass it, but they're going to come to some kind of a deal probably. So, so taxes will ultimately go up. Now, what can Biden do outside of Congress? Well, this is where the danger really comes in because um, administratively, he, he'll, he'll mess with the EPA and he'll say, okay, every company in America, you've got all these new clean air standards and blah, blah, blah. And he's going to bog down the system with increased regulations that make it completely unsustainable for companies moving forward because it comes too expensive to actually do business. This is the problem with the AOCs of the world who don't get that. You know, they live in this pipe dream world of we want, we want solar, we want electric, and when even electric is more dirty than, than petroleum at times because of the toxins that come from the batteries. But, but you're looking at this utopian clean world that is so expensive that it, that it becomes irrational, but it, but it's a political hot potato, right? And and it's it's what they they want to try to to live on. I mean, well, we saw we saw them with this rhetoric and all of these special programs during the Obama years, and yet there was it never really moved the needle. There really wasn't a big move. We didn't transfer our economy onto renewable. It just was a a bunch of dirty deals, basically, where these special programs and grants went to the cronies and, and people didn't even really invest the money in biodiesel and solar and all these things that they said right. they were going to do, to invest in. Uh, so it was a, just a big scam. So we can expect Obama, uh, you know, 2.0 with, with Biden if, if he wins. 
A hundred percent. So, but I don't want to spend too much time on Biden because I, I don't think that he's going to win. But people ask me, so this is what would happen in a Biden economy. Now, when Trump does win uh, and he gets another four years, um, I actually do think, and this is just my own, as an economist, my own perception of the economy is the stock market will get crushed for a short period of time. It has to, because it's it's people's valuation of what stocks are going to be worth in the future is, is what's right in front of their nose right now. And when you have riots and protests and when Trump wins, pretty much every big city in America is probably going to be on fire for a while. Um, and, no, and all Main Street America is going to be shut down. Um, we even here in Denver, even now, we've got most of the buildings and businesses down by the state capitol all plywooded up. And the mayhem hasn't even started yet. But but it's like this, this tinderbox, right? It's like nobody knows the day that it's going to start. But yet you know that it's going to start or businesses wouldn't have all their windows boarded already, already. So so here's what, what I think that the markets are telling us is that they think that Trump is going to win. Why would you have to board up windows if Biden's going to win, right? I mean, why? <laughs> um, you know, the left will say, well, boy, the, the right is going to go out and riot and protest. It's not their MO. They've never done it before. Why are they going to start now? It's That's the, the radicalized left, the Antifa crowd, and, and um, it that's who does the riots and protests. So I think the stock market goes down for a while, but eventually that goes away. Everything does. It just kind of peters out. Hopefully, hopefully this time is not one of those exceptions to the norm, right? But but um, it'll peter out. And then Trump untethered grows the economy like no other president that we've ever had. So ultimately, the stock market does go up. But was that a year from now, two years from now? I don't know. But we don't know how long this stuff is going to last. But what does go up um, under both? So under both um, options, gold goes up either way. It, it truly, it goes up either way, but for different reasons. So with Biden, it's, it's clear. It's a, it's a flight for quality. If everything around you is collapsing, people are going to go to gold because it's got great returns. It's up over 30% year to date this year. Citibank thinks it's going up 50% over the next 12 months because of a change in the interest rate cycle, because of the unsustainable debt. Boom, that's why it goes up under Biden. Under Trump, it still responds to chaos, turbulence, change. Well, we're going to have a lot of that for a while in the short term. But the medium term and the long term is Trump's relentless attack on the Fed, getting rid of the banking cartel families and putting money creation back in the hands of the people. Well, that transition there is going to be difficult because it's changing a system that we've been used to for the last hundred plus years. But then what comes next is probably a gold-backed currency as we move forward to whatever the next currency is going to be for the world. And that will create so much demand for gold. If you have a currency even partially backed by gold, there's not enough gold in the world to actually sustain that. So the price absolutely goes through the roof. And this is not something that's just a fantasy land kind of uh, hypothesis here. Trump actually nominated a Fed chairman who is total gold bug. Yeah. 
I mean, this is a, a distinct possibility. It's it's huge. And yeah, there was a little bit of a hurdle in her first like little hearings, right? Because for whatever reason, some of the Republican senators weren't even there. Um, but but under a Trump presidency, she will be she will be nominated eventually. And and this is what's so great. You have a, a potential Fed chair who's completely on board with Trump's policies of basically merging and marrying the Treasury and the Fed, and she likes it. And she's a gold bond. Compare that to Janet Yellen, who Biden wants to put in as the Treasury Secretary, who used to be chairwoman of the Fed. We know a lot about her, right? We know that that she's, um, remember Ben Bernanke? Helicopter Ben would just drop money from helicopters basically to stimulate the economy. That's her, except on steroids. I mean, she's worse than what, what Bernanke ever was, and that will destroy the value of, of the U.S. dollar. In, but what's the trade-off? People think, oh, unending stimulus. COVID could last forever, and she's going to make sure that we all have money. And ain't no such thing, Sean. Money doesn't grow on trees, even if you can just go to the printing press and press the button. It ultimately devalues it so much that the rest right. of the world no longer wants it. And you will go into a, a hyperinflationary scenario at some point. Every currency always does when they lose absolute discretion on the printing of their money. It, it just happens. Well, so it makes sense. So gold, gold is one of those things that makes sense with either scenario, especially in the short to medium term. Uh, and, and so can you walk us through if you're an American or if you're an international person, how that works to, to buy gold, like through you? Great, great, great question, because I am getting calls from a lot of international people lately. And so domestically, if you're American, it's easy. You have three choices. Um, you wire the funds, we package it up and we ship it to you. <laughs> And you just put it wherever you want. I mean, it's really it's really that easy. But you do have to store it somewhere. Um, one of the somewheres might be a, a depository, like in Wilmington, Delaware, viewed as a Fort Knox kind of a place. I've been using this place myself for well over 20 years. It's very safe. has over a billion dollars of liability coverage on it. It's not a bank. It's not a government institution. It's a private depository that countries use to store their money. So it's it's very, very safe. Um, so you can take delivery of it at home, at the depository, or in an IRA, you can actually do physical metals in an IRA, and the storage there would be in that same depository. You can't take physical possession of IRA assets. They have to be stored for you. So Americans have three options. Foreign um, investors, doesn't even matter what country. You could be Canadian, right? And people think, oh, you know, American, Canada, think. No. Um, we can't ship gold internationally. Sometimes you can. So I want to take that back. However, it makes no sense because sometimes the value added tax when it goes across the border is like 25 to 40%. It's like, oh, but you, we have to pay an extra 40% so much for the cheap margins on buying the product, right? So, so we can't really ship internationally. So what can somebody from some of the people I've gotten calls from lately, Australia, Israel, Switzerland, um, Ukraine, um, 
United Kingdom. I mean, had all these calls just in the last two weeks. We can purchase metals for them. They just have to wire the funds. And then we store them at that depository in Wilmington, Delaware, because we can't ship internationally. But it's like, Kurt, what if we want to take physical possession of it? It's like, ah, you can't really buy it in your country either. <laughs> your countries don't allow it. So if you want gold, you have to do it in a country that allows it. We store it for you. And this is where this is where I come in is I don't expect people to watch the markets like a hawk, right? That's what I do. So, so when it's time to optimize, get out completely, you just get on the phone, send an email, send a text and say, hey, it's time to lock in your profits and get out. We sell the metals that are being stored at the depository and then just do an international bank wire to get, get your money back to you with all the profits. And so it's easy, Sean. It's just the only difference is international people cannot take physical possession of it. Um, it, it's just, it's just really not allowed. And to me, that's, that's kind of nice to not have to worry about the risk of, of storing it yourself. Uh, because, uh, you know, right, right now I've got my gold coins you know, under a mattress somewhere. And I know right. that's probably not the best <laughs> idea. Uh, so the idea of having it in a secure facility with armed guards and with a uh, billion dollars of insurance that's that's kind of comforting to me. Um, so so thank you for taking care of that. There's another headline that I wanted to discuss with you where the NASDAQ is trying to implement a woke policy of uh, delisting companies who don't diversify their boards. Did you see this? I did. And this is part of a larger narrative, actually. Um, so when you start to connect some of the dots, um, you, you've got that not having a diverse board. You've got the the Trump administration now um, delisting is is the wrong word. Um, not allowing um, Americans to invest now in eighty nine different Chinese countries that are companies that are basically owned by the Chinese military. So so this is actually pretty big because so much US dollars and investor dollars are going into like mutual funds and hedge funds that are invested in some of these Chinese companies. Well, no more. I mean, 89 of them. And, and the one from, from yesterday is the largest chip manufacturer in the world, semiconductor manufacturer in the world, not potato chips, <laughs> um, that, that, that Americans are no longer allowed to invest in. So there's going to be a lot of sell-offs. That will kill the Chinese economy. Then you look at what UPS did yesterday. It, this is all about control and manipulation of some larger story, which I haven't really put all of my you know fingers into this story yet, but, but like they are not allowing their drivers to pick up from Macy's Nike, um, Newegg, the, the electronic superstore, um, Hot Topic, and a few other ones that are very big during the holiday season because everybody is shopping online and they want to try to maintain their, their performance standards on getting people stuff on time. So now they're not even, they're not even allowing their drivers to pick up from some of these large retailers 
It's like this was completely turned into the Gestapo. When, yeah. when, when, when you're not allowed to pick up from certain merchants, it's like, okay, I don't, that's, that's weird to me. But then you've got the boards have to be a diverse kind of quota system. Well, then it's very racist. It, it is. And, and they, they bellyache about racism all the time when what they just did is racist, right? And then you've got, uh, the delisting of, of Chinese companies on the stock market and not allowing U.S. hedge funds or mutual funds or individual investors to invest, which I'm totally okay with that piece. Like, we don't need to invest in these companies that are that are like TikTok or, or WhatsApp or whatever that are actually taking all the data from Americans and just filtering it out to the Chinese officials. It's like, no wonder Trump is is not allowed. But, but um. There's a lot of, when you start to connect all of those dots, Sean, it's like we have gone into a Gestapo superstructure around the globe where um, there is no privacy anymore and there's no personal freedoms anymore. You can only do what the, the big dogs tell you you can do. In the state of California, they're trying to do the same thing with the corporate structure that you literally have a quote of how many black people or how many uh, LGBTQ plus people are going to be on your boards. And uh, so this is like a corporate fascism. And uh, that's why, uh, you know, we're all praying for Trump to, to win because he'll pass executive orders just like he's done already to stop this critical race theory and some of these racist policies. Um, mm -hmm. So I just wanted to get your, your thoughts on that. And, uh, and so thank you for your insight on, on gold, on the stock market, on these different scenarios. Where can people go to learn more about, about you and, and what you do? Yeah, um, real quick sidebar before I get to that, and I'll get to it in 30 seconds, but what comes next is telling churches and, and religious nonprofits that they have to have that quota system too. I believe that's the next battle that's coming. Christian colleges are gonna say, no more girl dorms, boy dorms, everybody gets to live together. You can't discriminate based on somebody's religion. Even if you're a Catholic university or an evangelical university, you're gonna have to say everybody can come in and, and you can't. So there's going to become a boiling point here where colleges might have to say, are we going to cater to the to this mentality or are we just gonna shut down? I mean. It becomes pretty weird really quick there. So I just wanted to throw that in there. Um, now, how can people reach me? Um, Sovereignadvisors.net is my, is my website. Um, just go there. I've got all kinds of, uh, in my blog, I've got all kinds of how do you invest in gold? How do you invest in silver? Understanding precious metals. There's ways to contact me in there, set up appointments, or just simply give me a call. Um, call my office. 720-605-3900 and tell them that you've coming from Sean's show because it's, I love to know where my clients are coming from. And so, so that's one way, but you have links on, on all of your posts too, that may just make it easy for everybody listening to just to find me as well. Yeah, I'll put a link in the in the description below and people can fill out the form and get they can get like a free gold consultation, right? I will do a free consultation with them. Um, 
no no charge whatsoever um as long as they're coming from from your show that's that's something that you arranged with me and um i would love to do that seriously everybody needs help right now because we're living in uncharted territory and not that i know all the answers you don't know all of the answers but you know what we can connect the dots pretty good we can identify the trends so we can take advantage of those trends rather than them taking advantage of us and and really collectively with your brains my brains and in working with the people that call we can get people out of harm's way and safeguarded for what's coming yeah it is scary to see if people just kind of let their finances go on autopilot and lets that corporate fascism, it's that scam kind of just take advantage of them. But when you start to get into your own driver's seat and take control of your own stuff, then you're able to protect your assets, not just for yourself, but for your children. A hundred percent. One, one more way to reach me is with my, with my partner, Amy, um, Amy at kirkelliotphd.com. Just reach out to her wherever I am. She seems to know where I am. <laughs> so, so she can find me. But really the key is we need to act quickly. I, I'm not trying. I'm, this isn't a scare tactic. It's like, it's not like, oh, you better contact me. You're going to die tomorrow kind of thing. No. But but when things are starting to erode, you you need to make action quicker rather than later. Right. And so that's what that's all about is like we're starting to see it. You've been talking about it for a long time on your show. It's like now is the time to act unless you already have. And, and that's the point I'm trying. Yeah. It's way better to do this before the chaos starts. That's for sure. I'd rather be three months early than one day late. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Kirk, for your time today. And we will do another show here to follow up on, on what the markets are doing here in, in December and January. Awesome. Hey, I look forward to it. All right. Thank you. You bet. We'll see you.